0: Ayukusu ano Coffee with the Clavino Fourth of July no episode. So in honor of the fourth, I thought looking back or discussing kind of coffee historically because right if we take a look at things that we eat or drink, right? Foods and all kinda beverages, you know, coffee is actually new in the way that we drink it or consume it. Right, if you go back to the founding of America, right, the, there may have been coffee and people were drinking it, but it's it was a very different beverage than what we have now. Right, a lot of that change came like the you know the 19 19- well, more recently in the nineteen hundreds, obviously, once specialty coffee movement started. Um, even before that, right, where you needed the technology of like mass um, harvesting and you know sorting through the coffee, uh, you know cherries, right? Because that you have to pick pick these cherries, then they have to be processed, and then right, take off the fruit, and then you know, all that. Then they get roasted, and right, a lot of what makes coffee. What it is now is that, right, we've made it so efficient to um, harvest, right, have these huge teams of farmers that get all these uh, coffee plants. And obviously, right, not every plant is good. And some are, you know, just not good. So those get tossed. So that's like kind of a thing, you know, you don't really think about with coffee, right, that you basically, right, as the way we get to enjoy coffee, is like kind of a miracle as I've mentioned before. So kind of putting that in the context for, you know, the bigger picture of everything that, you know, right. Even in, let's say a hundred years from now, what will coffee look like, right? Will there be enough arable land to sustain the increased demand in coffee? or maybe instead of that, right, the price of coffee will go up, right? As, I mean, as far as we've been alive, I'm sure most people would say coffee should be like two, two, $3 is, you know, that's what it costs. Does that go up to five? I've heard from a few speakers at Coffee Fest when I went that they're anticipating due to like, you know, farming issues, you know, bad harvests and stuff like that, that in the next five to 10 years, the price of coffee will increase, um, right? And that's on the end of like the raw, unprocessed beans, right? Cause you need that to then make the, you know, the good stuff. Interestingly, right? That kind of brings me to an idea that, right? The, the quote, lower tier coffees, right? The stuff you could just buy at the supermarket, obviously that they're using like, not the best beans, right? There's a certain quality for, right, the specialty coffee, right, it has to meet standards, right? they can't be any defects. So things like Maxwell House, or I forget the names, but you know, like the, 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 the stuff in the, the tin cans at the store and those, right, use that, which is interesting, right? It's, right, it does give use to like, part of the coffee that isn't good. Well, not that good, but not up to standard. Um, so I think that's something to keep in mind, because right, It'd be kind of interesting to see if the price of coffee really does go up in my lifetime, right? Or within the next few decades, even does it go up to five? Does it, you know, as predicted by the uh, one of the speakers? You know, he was thinking it would be closer to a, you know, like a beer or or, you know, uh, like some sort of alcoholic drink, right? You might pay something like that if you know the price of beans goes up, because right, that's basic you know, business supply and demand if, right, everyone's paying more for the good coffee, right, the farmers will make more, right, and that's, you know, happening right now is really what the trend is, um, so the price will eventually have to go up on the consumer end, whether that's coffee beans or, right, the cup also means, like, right, everything at cafes will go up, um, like the price of the drinks and the foods and such and right maybe not like the render or other things like that but kind of seeing we're like oh that's definitely something to keep in mind and think right if we go back 200 years what the coffee taste like that's something i do I, I do kind of think about sometimes right like the stuff that we're eating and drinking now is right here because of technology and technology makes it so that right, everything's pretty consistent. And like, we can make these things that used to take a long time very quick Lee. So, right. What, what did people, you know, the old, the olden times, what did, like, what did they taste, right? How did beer taste? How did you know food taste? Right. Cause everything these days is so processed uh, or it's easier or much, very simple to get very heavily processed foods. So that's always something on my mind too, right? Because if you look at the last hundred years of, you know, humanity, like so many advancements, like the world has changed so much. My favorite, favorite example is Japan, obviously. Uh, Japan, right, opened up to the world like late 1800s. And even after World War II, I've taken a liking uh, to reading some Japanese mystery novels in, in the recent times, and the two that I have read take place after the war. So obviously that Japan was a very interesting place, kind of transitioning from, right, the the aftermath of World War II into modern society and the business you know, sort of mogul, technology mogul that it is now. So that is curious, right? And Right, I think if we go back a hundred years in any country, right, we'd hardly recognize the, the environment. So specifically, right, with Japan, like a point of the novel is like the inspector's like, oh, it's gonna take me like twelve hours of like sitting on the local train or whatever train to like get from like Tokyo to like Kansai or out, you know, something like that. It's like, oh yeah, it does take that long if you take the local train, right? Pre like you know Shinkansen the, the bullet train. Um, Right or even just traveling across the world, right? We can literally, literally, like get anywhere within twenty-four hours, right? The furthest I've been, which I think is pr- the furth- one of the further trips, is like getting from like New York to uh, Australia, and right, including layovers and all the time it takes you to get from X you go to the airport, you're waiting and all that. Um, but that's that's kind of cool. It's like really a modern marvel that. Right. In addition to right, this talk about coffee, but just the world is amazing, right? It's, you, you couldn't even imagine going on an adventure like, well, you could, right? But, like, right? If I go back to my grandparents' time when they were kids, right, to go to Japan, like, you know, take a boat there or something, or, I you mean, know, that would take weeks you know, and going further back, right? We're talking about the revolutionary time or even, you know, exploration time, like months at sea, and they go from Europe to the Americas. And right now we can, you know, in, in the past hundred years, literally, you can get anywhere super quick. And even in the past, let's say, a couple of decades, access to information, like we're literally at our fingertips, like pretty much the, the brunt of, you know, knowledge of humanity we can get on anything anything right you can study any language you can learn about anything you just have to know or choose what that is and then right internet there right and that's that's even changing how education and college work that you really can self-teach yourself there's free courses there's so many youtube videos now uh, just to learn anything right most of the stuff i've learned from coffee i've done right i've kind of googled it looked at some youtube videos right then obviously like putting that into practice as with anything is super important right so i think moving forward right that you know being able to practically do things will be more important uh similar to like right how you know lawyers doctors and the such have to like go through their training because all right you need that prerequisite knowledge to like you know open up people and like you know make sure you don't kill them all right like for a lawyer you have to know all well, these laws right you just, you just can't understand this quickly um, but then like right and maybe for you that could look more like how do you run a business and honestly the school system failed us there like for sure just the things we learn in school, useless. Useless. Like, right, I'm, I'm looking back, thinking of, like, high school. Like, how much crap did they teach us that we had to memorize for tests, for SATs, for all these AP crap, college things that, like, just didn't end up being useful? Like, honestly, would have been so much more useful to have, like, I don't know, a class on taxes or... Um, you know, time management on, like, relationship management, like, you know, what does it mean to be a friend, like, you know, making sure you're staying in touch with people, like, being thoughtful, like, managing, like, your, your schedule, right, just be like, all right, I have time for this person, all right, can you manage your week, um, even, like, you know, meal prep, you know, basic home kind of things, like, all right, like, dealing with, making your food and make sure it's all ready for the week or, you know, car stuff, right? Like everyone always has car problems, but we don't learn anything in school about cars for the most part, right? It's not like you're like, all right, how to change, or basic stuff that it's just like, right? Like we spend like two years learning about global history, 40 minutes a day. Like it's great. It's it's good to know about history, right? But like it's not really practical in any way. Right, or like you know, I've I've run my own business. I've talked to business owners, like any basic business class, right? Even if it's only like like was like some not a semester, um, a quarter, or even like you know two quarters, like a s- half of the year, just of like hey, basic business stuff. If this interests you, cool. You know, you can pursue that at your own leisure. Um, you know. Honestly, if you do want to run your own business, it's something you can like easily look into and learn, but right? like, I don't know, it makes me think like, why, why is that not a part of our education system, right? Not like you just basic, just like things that, you know, to be a functioning human or quote adult in the world, um, you know, other stuff could be like, I don't know, like <laughs> budgeting, right? And you know, make sure your you know, credit card stuff and I mean, well, this is all simple stuff and a lot of this kind of things falls on, like your parents to be like, "Hey, by the way, like this, you know, you need money." Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, that's you know, kind of just looking back at the last, let's say, few centuries, a lot has happened. So much has happened even in our lifetime so far, especially with like the internet. So I'd be curious to see like how that changes. Moving forward. Now, uh, does that mean the taste of coffee? Now, bringing it back to coffee, because, right, this is about coffee. Right, coffee. Um, Where does coffee go? Does the taste change? Right, do coffees that we try now, do they just taste different? Also, because, right, climate's changing. And as with wine, the climate's super important to right? Cause it's a plant. So that will bring out certain characteristics of the bean or in the climate, or will that, you know, create new coffees, right? In areas that, you know, maybe in Europe that the weather becomes more favorable to, you know, farming coffee or, you know, people start doing it like greenhouses and stuff. And that can be kind of cool where you may even shift how coffee is made, grown, where it is grown, um, and then it's sh- you know could affect the taste, or maybe it's the same. It's just like a different twist on an old taste, um, right? And the same is true for like tea, other plants, and all that. Um, so just just kind of something interesting to think about, right? Right? For like two generations ahead, what does that look like? I know, crazy to even think that there is a time when like you will not be here. It'll just be like your progeny or, you know, whatever you, you left as your quote legacy. Um, right? Because if I, I think right, compared to my grandparents, you know, two generations back, you know, coffee for them is very different, right? They would, <laughs> oh my God, what they would do. They would basically like brew coffee and then just like let it sit and then be like, yeah, we'll just heat this up. This is great. Like, no, that's horrible. No, don't no no no! Don't do that! Don't do that! I mean, they, they did it till till the day they they moved on. Um, and but you know, my grandparents they you know enjoyed coffee in that way, and you know, uh, Opie always had apple pie and coffee. That was his like go-to, which you know worked for him um, while he was also eating. You know, a whole um, Ikea chocolate bar. That was always fun. You just kind of leave it there and just see how much you could eat in 20 minutes. Usually most of the whole bar. So I don't know if it was the chocolate or with the coffee, but... I mean, also since my grandparents are uh, from Germany, there is a little bit of that coffee uh, cafe culture there. Um, my mom would always, always, always tell us those kids, oh, in Germany, oh, the food is so good. Oh, the desserts. Oh, amazing. You know, you, me and your, and your Omi would go and get a cup of coffee and have a little piece of cake and it was so good. And, you know, food is, as you could tell, is maybe a a theme in our family. And, right? It definitely makes sense, right? That if, you know, given kind of the Germans more precise nature overall as like a, a, you know, a people and culture, uh, you know, bake would naturally, you know, just come out really good. And, right, if you're going to be having a sweet treat, coffee is kind of, you know, kind of goes pretty good with it. So that's another thing I am exploring now is kind of more of a, a food and coffee pairing. Uh, taking the idea from the, like, coffee tasting of, like, all right, we're going to try this coffee and then see, like, what happens when you, like, you know, if it's a fruity coffee oh have a little like fruit you know maybe a little apple or like uh like a lemon pound cake or like you know anything chocolate pretty much always goes with coffee like insider secret if you want something that tastes good with coffee chocolate always it it's it just always it just matches coffee very well naturally i mean you can obviously like enhance this if you like you have like a certain type of coffee like let's say um more of a nutty one right then you're like Doing like a hazelnut or you know, coffee with some kind of nuts in it. And there's so many different types of chocolate. I meant chocolate, not coffee. I think that's what I said, but you know what I mean. I know what I mean. So moving forward, right, that might look more like right, pairing like actual like desserts with coffee because I think that's something that people don't really do um or it's not much thought right comparing like a a particular type of coffee with a particular type of dessert i think kind of just enhance the whole overall experience right because this is kind of like right maybe like a personal pet peeve of mine right like i always love having coffee so like ideally i want to finish like every cool food experience with coffee but i know right what's going to eventually happen is i'm going to do this like crazy you know food experience And then, right, the coffee will suck. It's just going to to happen. And I'm going to pull the waiter aside. Be like, no, give me a manager. Excuse me, sir. This meal was amazing. The coffee was crap. It ruined my whole experience. Maybe I'll say it like that. Maybe I won't. But, right, like, for me, right, part of that food experience, right, of like a full meal, right, you're having, like, everything, and you kind of, like, if you're having dessert, you have to have coffee, kind of is, like, my thought on the matter, right, it kind of just, like, completes the experience, right, you're, like, of course, right, piece of cake is great, mousse is great, ice cream is great, but for me, for me, just having it together, it's so good, or even, like, right in the day, having, like, of chocolate with a coffee oh it's sort of a little cannoli oh the cannoli is so good uh, yes if if you want to get on my good side get me cannolis but um uh, reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from the godfather take the guns leave the cannoli couldn't couldn't say true words myself apparently that line was improvised my mom tells me my mom is the movie expert in our in our familia so And yes, I'm also Italian as well. Little known fact, you know, being American, you're pretty much a mix of twenty countries or whatever you know nationalities that you are originally from. So that is kind of where I'm thinking coffee could go. That um, you know, right? It's it's a cool thing because like right when you host your parties and such, you can like, you know, try and like tailor the coffee you offer to something that you like, be like, hey, like, I'm trying this one. I'm, be like, this has been like my subscription. This is the one that I got this month or, you know, and I, I do have one subscription service, the Cafe uh, Creole, which I tried at Coffee Fest and every coffee they've sent has been, uh, been cool, been very interesting, the different like taste profile leads me to a problem I do have a lot of coffee, so anytime you want to try coffee, you know who to call. Right, very easy to you know, do a little tasting, do a little pairing, have a little fun. Uh, so that that's, you know, kind of see where, where that goes. Um, I think that the ideas of coffee subscription is cool too, because, right, it's um, a way that you can you know, try different coffees or be exposed to them and kind of, you know, broaden that palate, as it were, right? Your, your palate, right? If you just drink the same coffee, like all the time, like, if, you, if you've never tried different coffee, then you'll never really know what's out there or rise with anything, right? If you never you know, try different wines, like you just always drink Merlot. Okay. Well then that's the only thing you know, but as you write, you, you try more. It's like, oh, this is, this is different. I didn't know this was a thing. And that's one thing I've really enjoyed in my process of like sharing coffees, seeing people like come to be like, oh, this is, it wasn't something that I loved, right? It wasn't something that like I'm crazy about, but seeing kind of the, the realization in their eyes and their kind of face like, oh, hmm, this black coffee isn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Okay, coffee, you've, you've... Okay, not 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 too shabby, Clive. You know this is not my cup of coffee, but i more aware. And right, like people who I like, you know, I have friends who never drink coffee, and you know, I guess age kind of creeps in as well. As you're like, I need a little more caffeine, or maybe something like cold brew, right? People who just are not into coffee, like as like coffee, like cold brew is kind of an interesting way for them to enjoy coffee that right, isn't as like harsh you know also being cold is like helps although right you can serve it hot so like right with nice cool cool cold brew you can like enjoy uh, your convenience it's really nice <laughs> really nice in the summer Uh, A little story. My dad and I went to the Starbucks roastery recently. We tried, like, a whiskey barrel-aged cold brew. Horrible. Horrible. Like, I mean, obviously horrible by our taste, or a taste that we don't like. Too sweet. It was very whiskey-y. Which, right, that makes sense, right? The beans were aged and blah, blah, blah. blah. So, like, right, it's going to have that kind of taste. But that's interesting, too, right? Like, to show you that right the process of cold brewing can make such a different taste based on the beans themselves. And I have experimented with like trying different blends for the cold brew. So that can be a way to kind of like bring a like different side of the coffee and right comparing like the cold brew to the hot. Yeah, they do taste different, but you can tell they're like a sim, like the same coffee. But yeah, that that cold brew at the, the Starbucks roastery was was okay. If you like whiskey, I, I I do have a friend who recommended it to me. Obviously, he is a whiskey lover. You know, so that's that does make sense, right? That if you like whiskey, right, then whiskey cold brew is like a natural. Like, oh yeah, you like this, right? And that's kind of brings back to another point we like. Probably going to keep making, right? Coffee is kind of what you make of it. It's your taste. Like if you like a certain brand or a certain taste or you like it a certain way, cool. Like then just make it like that. And then when you see me be like, hey, like what, what you got for me? What coffee you got for me today? Kind of like a bartender. You're like, all right, boy, keep What are we trying today here at Coffee with Coffee? Be like, oh, yeah, for, for you sir. I got you a good one today. Yeah, I know. Sometimes Australian Klavi comes out to play. It, it depends on the depends on my mood. Um, I've been watching uh, the boys recently, season three. Butcher. Oh, yeah. It gets. It's a kind of you know, know what, what exact accent? I think it's Cockney, but the actor is from New Zealand, so sometimes that comes out. Little known fact: the Australian and New Zealand accents are similar, but. Uh, it's with an acquired ear, you can you can kind of pick out the words, right? Because it's like a, a slight, a slight difference. Like as with any, you know, anything you, the more familiar you are with it, the easier it is to pick out like nuance. Yeah, right. With coffee too, right? Oh, you can chase like the different types of fruit compared to, right? Oh, it's fruity. And I kind of like really was exposed to this when I was, you know, the these, more refined notes with, um, especially Coffee Association, the SCA, and their cupping, like grading rubric, which is used as kind of an industry standard for like evaluating the quality of a coffee, objectively, objectively, right? You, you, you will either, you know, have your own preferences, but like just to sort of try this coffee and then say, oh, okay, like, and then kind of pinpointing the exact taste. Cause right, somebody at some point, does, you know, the sort of, you know, tasting for companies says, okay, this coffee has this, is this. Cause like, you have to sort of give people like a guideline of like what kinds of things they can expect from a coffee, especially with the specialty coffee, because right, it, you know, people don't know. And if you don't know, you're like, oh, what's this taste? And it's like, oh, that is you know, chocolatey. That is nuttiness. That is fruitiness. And then as you get warranty, you can you know, enjoy the fun thing, and yeah, like, this reminds me of a strange time when I was younger, uh, and I, was in Australia, and I went to a coffee, I think it was a coffee plantation, other thing I want to do one day, yeah, definitely go to a coffee plantation, there, there is a Starbucks, um, they have one plantation, I think in Costa Rica or something, Alsacia, or something like that, and it'd be cool to go there, one, because I guess it's a Starbucks one. Um, but also just going to like a coffee plantation, like kind of like, you know, getting in it, right? Seeing that side of coffee, right? Like this thing, like literally drink every day, like, like what is the 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 toil that the the farmers go through, right? Because like it's definitely not easy. And I think it would give me a greater appreciation of like, shit, like yeah, like a lot goes into make like this one pound bag of coffee that I'm just like, oh, cool. I'm just making this doing like, right for cold brew, right? It's the, the standard amount as per toddy is a uh, 340 grams per, uh, let's see, I think I've said before, like 56 ounces of water, right? And then you can modulate it kind of based on your taste, but right. That's sort of like, that's how much coffee you need. And that's like, you know, about like, you know, like one pound, like right, your normal sort of coffee thing. And right, it takes a lot to make that, and I think seeing that that's definitely like maybe a quote bucket list. I mean, I I don't like bucket lists to begin with because right, that kind of encourages like right, like you have to do these things right, and then you're not open to like just experiencing something as it is. But right, having these sort of like you know kind of stars in the sky to be like, all right, we're gonna like navigate to try and like get over there. Um, but yeah, this reminds me of that time I was in Australia and. I guess even when I was younger, because I didn't drink coffee as enthusiastically as I do now. But I, I definitely remember, like, trying the different coffee was, was interesting, because there was also, like, yeah you know, like a chocolate thing next to that. Because there was, like, all the coffees and some chocolate, some other stuff. And that was, like, up in the um, Cairns area by the reef, where, right, that climate is more conducive to, right, growing you know, coffee, right? Because it has to be in like between the tropics or they call it the coffee belt. Like, I guess to sound cool, but right. It's like, if you're in the tropics, like as per how the coffee plant works, like it'll grow pretty nicely. So that's, that's a cool thing. And I guess that's one memory I'll share with you today. It was a, a cool trip. This was, we're talking, we're going back like over 10 years at this point. Um, so I couldn't like specifically tell you too much that I remember, but I do remember that I had a friend, um, Ollie at the time who, uh, bought some coffee to like mail to a friend, which was kind of, kind of cool. Like, right. Just mail this a like, whole thing of coffee to a friend. Cause right. We, we will have that friend that, you know, that, that loves coffee or someone who's like really into coffee or like drinks a lot of coffee or loves caffeine or right. It's like, no matter where you go, there's always like, your coffee person I like a younger me was definitely like that yeah I like you know drink drink coffee like all the time right just whatever um but I've like refined that definitely more into kind of like more like just trying coffees and like be like oh okay I'll have this one now like you know six ounce serving with you know right that's two tablespoons or 10 grams of coffee make your thing enjoy it with whatever it's great wonderful cool Um, Whereas I'm not like when I was younger, I would make like more like a 20 ounce serving, or like a French press to just be like, all right, here's my coffee. Come back to it, have more later. All right, I would you know used to stop at Seven Eleven more. Just be like, cool, like this is good enough. It's cheap enough. Just get the dark roast, move on. And interesting, right? How you you can even change like how how you like something because I I guess your taste change, you change. I mean, we're always changing. (laughs) <laughs> D- I mean, different topic, but I think a kind of a cool way to, you know, look at life. And then bringing it all back, right? You know, we're, we're on the, you know, near the 4th of July, kind of just looking back, looking forward. You can see um, what, what does the world have for us, and, you know, there will always be coffee and uh, time with people. So I'll, I'll leave you with that. This will be definitely a bit longer than my other ones. at like the 30-ish minute mark and i hope uh this was entertaining and informative and we will look forward to the next uh next same bat time same bat channel